0: Hello everyone, this is Mrs. G's Storytime, and we are reading Treasures of the Snow by Patricia Sanjen, with permission of Moody Publishing Company. And we are reading Chapter 18, Things Start to Come Right. Well thought, Annette, I've done it. Now I know what's got to happen. She found her heart beating very fast, and she looked up at the vast starry sky and the great mountains to steady herself, how big they were. How old and unchanging. They made her and her feels, fears feel very small and unimportant. After all, it would soon be over and forgotten about, but the mountains and the stars would go on and on forever. A small black fig- figure appeared, running around the curve of the path, dragging a sled behind him. He had found another coat and was so out of breath without, uh, with hurrying that he could hardly speak. Come on, Annette, he gasped. I brought a big sled so there's plenty of room for you to stretch out your leg. We'll be home in a few minutes. He held out his hand to help her get in, but she drew back. Just a minute, Lucian, she said in a hurried, rather shaky voice. I want to tell you something before we go home. Lucian, it wasn't the cat that knocked over your house that horse that day. It was me. I did it on purpose because I didn't want you to get the prize because you hurt Danny. I'm sorry, Lucian. Lucian stood and stared at her, too surprised and strangely enough too happy to speak, for instead of feeling angry, he felt tremendously relieved. Annette had done something wrong as well as him, and if he had to forgive Annette, perhaps it would be easier for Annette to forgive him. Of course, a little smashed horse was nothing compared with a little boy's smashed leg, but even so, it seemed to bring them somehow nearer together. But he couldn't put all that into words. So he just gave a gruff little laugh and said shyly, oh, it's all right, Annette. You needn't worry. Get on the sleigh. Then he tucked the coat around her, sat down in front of her, and together they sped down the mountainside and arrived at the Bernays' front door, pouted all over with snow that flew up from the runners. Annette climbed the steps on her hands and knees and stood on one leg in the doorway and then she looked at Lucian who was turning around slowly with the sled she had opened the door of her heart to the love of the Lord Jesus and that meant opening the door to Lucian as well for Jesus' love never shuts anyone out come up Lucian she called come in and see grandmother she will be so pleased that you found me she opened the front door as wide as it would go and she and Lucian went in grandmother jumped up with a cry of joy at the sigh of annette they had been very worried and had, papa had gone up the mountain to search for her grandmother was opening her mouth to be cross when she noticed the lame foot so she shut her mouth and helped annette onto the sofa and went to look for cold water bandage bandages and as she turned she noticed lucian standing shyly in the doorway wondering what to do and for a moment they stood looking at each other She could see in his face how much he wanted to be accepted, so she put both hands on his shoulders, and she drew him to the warmth and the blaze of the open stove. You're welcome, my child, she said firmly. Come and sit down and eat with us. The door opened again, and Papa entered, shaking the snow from his cloak. He had guessed Annette was safe, but he had seen the sled in the form of two children whizzing across the fields. When he had heard her story and scolded her a little for going so far alone at night, he too sat down by the open stove and grandmother served out hot chocolate and crusty bread, thickly spread with golden butter. On top of each hunk she placed a a thick slice of cheese full of holes and everyone sat munching in silence, a sleepy contented silence. The warmth of the stove after the night air made them all feel drowsy. Lucian sat blinking at the flames and wished that this moment would last forever when suddenly the silence was broken by a strange scratching noise at the door. It's Claus, shouted Annette, and she sprang forward. Her bad foot held her back. It was grandmother and papa and Lucian who all opened the door at once. Claus marched into the room with his tail held proudly high, and in her mouth she carried a perfectly new, bland, blind tabby kitten she took no notice of any of them but walked straight across to the little bed where danny lay sleeping and jumped up onto the feather quilt she dropped her precious bundle as near as possible to danny's golden head and then hurried back to the door and meowed she'll be coming back with another said papa letting her out then we had better leave the door open said grandmother they all sat shivering in in the icy draft until claus reappeared in a great hurry and dropped a white kitten with tabby smudges in the same place and streaked back into the light let's hope this will be the last murmured grandmother thinking partly of the draft draft and partly of life in a small chalet with danny and more than 3 kittens but nobody else said anything at all because their eyes were fixed on the door Danny's claws could do exactly what she wanted, no questions asked. Back she came around the corner of the barn, and this time she walked slowly and grandfully. Her work was done. She carried in her mouth a pure white kitten, exactly like herself, gathered all three between her front paws, laid herself across Danny's chest, and started licking and purring for all she was worth. Shut the door, Lucian, said Grandmother with a little sigh of relief. Pierre, you had better find a basket for all those cats. The child will suffocate. (laughs) Papa chuckled. In the morning, Mother, he replied. Tonight they can stop where they are. Claus knows where they're welcome, and Danny won't mind. Very gently, he moved Claus's right paw from Danny's chin, and then he went off to lock up the cow shed. Lucien got up to go, and he went over to Grandmother and held out his hand. I must go, he said simply, but thank you for letting me come in. I hope Annette's foot will soon be better. Grandmother, looking down into his face, held his hand for a moment in both of hers. Yes, you must go, she replied, but you must come again. You will always be welcome. Annette said nothing about waking Danny because Grandmother might have said no. But after all, a promise was a promise. She waited until Grandmother was washing up the chocolate cups and then she hopped to his side. Danny, she whispered, soothing the damp hair back from his forehead, and Danny sighed and flung his arms above his head, but he did not wake. Danny, Annette said more loudly, and this time she punched him. He opened his eyes bright with sleep and stared at her. Look, Danny, said Annette, she's come. She's brought you a present. Danny started at the jumble of fur in his arms, in too half sleep to be astonished, and not quite sure whether he was dreaming or not. She's found three rats, he remarked. No, no, Danny, cried Annette. Those aren't rats. Those are three little dear kittens. She had them in the barn, and now she's brought them to you. They're yours, Danny, a present from Claus. Danny blinked at him. I knew she'd come, he murmured. I asked God. Annette knelt by the bed and gathered the whole bundle of Danny and Claus and the kittens into his arms. I asked the Lord Jesus to come in, she whispered, and he did. That's two prayers answered tonight, but Danny did not hear. He had fallen fast asleep again with the tip of Claus's tail in his mouth. That's a nice ending, isn't it? Well, on Monday we will do chapter 19, Annette wins a battle. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.